Having trouble sharpening both ends of your stick? Try the new double-ended sharpener. This sharpener will successfully sharpen both ends of your stick at once. Just stick your stick into both ends of the sharpener and then watch as right before your eyes the stick is sharpened to a point on both ends that stick. You can find this product at your local Walgreens and Walmart. Want to win that game of hide-and-seek you've been playing? Try hiding amongst ferns. Buy the fern seeds from your local gardening store and plant them. Then wait two weeks to play a fun game of hide-and-seek with your friends. Believe us, you'll never lose a game of hide-and-seek again. Hello and welcome to Word of the Flies. Today we will be talking about Lord of the Flies chapters 11 and 12. Your hosts for this podcast, as always, are Hannah Schreckengost, Haley Boehner, and myself, Catherine Ringen. Our topics for today are character archetypes, symbolism, and the author's purpose. If you have not finished the book, The Lord of the Flies, we suggest you read it. There are spoilers ahead, by the way. Okay, let's talk about chapter 11. Chapter 11 held some vital events. Most of them occurred due to Ralph and Jack's relationship. Can you expand on this event, Hannah? It is clear to see that Ralph and Jack's have gotten out of hand. Ralph was determined to get Piggy's glasses back, but most importantly, to remind Jack's savages that he is chief and reclaim his power. There is no doubt that this event did not end positively. Jack's tribe tried to push Ralph and his tribe out, but Ralph did not budge. When Ralph approached Jack and started talking to everyone, Jack stabbed him with a spear and a physical fight broke out. I believe that Ralph and Jack's argument couldn't get any worse, but it did. Instead of keeping their arguments verbal, they fought physically. They have a different opinion, such as the rules and priorities of hunters, the way the boy should be led, and how they should get rescued. We seem we see the theme of Jack arguing to have a hierarchy and Ralph urging to have a democracy. They fight to the point where Roger rolls a large boulder to Piggy, setting him to the forest, dead. Piggy acted as a concerned victim, and he tried his best to get them to cooperate, but they wouldn't budge. I was surprised to see this happen, too. It was sad to see innocent Piggy get killed. The author's purpose of animal instincts appears in every chapter so far. Does it continue to chapter 11? The audience can see that animal instincts took over Jack's tribe. Golding illustrates this as he calls them savages. Savages meaning fierce and wild, not having thoughts. The boys' desire to survive and get rescued had overtaken them to the point where they can care less about who they were before. They are fierce and not afraid to kill pigs and even humans. It would be interesting to see how they make the transition from savages to civilized if they get rescued. What does the destroyed conch shell represent? I believe the destroyed conch shell might represent the end of Ralph's reign over the island, since the shell was the only thing Ralph could use to bring the boys together. Without that shell, he has no power over the boys on the island. That's a really good idea. I totally agree. What do you think Piggy's glasses represent? Um, I believe the glasses may represent knowledge and the order of society. Since Piggy is known for being the most knowledgeable and rational on the island, when he loses his glasses, he becomes useless to the boys and unneeded in that society. So they dispose of him, to put it simply. Were any archetypes presented in this chapter? Yes. This chapter, Ralph is the archetype outcast. The archetype outcast is defined as a character who is separated from society due to an impairment or advantage that sets him apart from others. Ralph is the outcast because he has no one to rely on. 
Everyone who sided with Ralph has either died or joined Jack's group by force or willingly. It is now Jack. It is now Ralph versus Jack's tribe. Those are some very. I'm. That was a very interesting conversation we had there. Um, let's talk about chapter twelve. Um, how is Jack and Ralph's relationship in this chapter? Jack and Ralph's relationship brought trouble, but also one good part. Jack was out to kill Ralph. When Piggy, with Piggy dead and Sam and Eric in Jack's tribe, he was alone. He had to fight the threat of death alone and was unable to get advice from anyone else. Jack even lit the jungle on fire to make him go away to his side of the island. And then he sent out hunters out to chase him. Shortly after, Jack was interrogating Sam and Eric to find out where he was. All this effort shows how much Jack despises Ralph. Hate is a strong word, but it is true. Jack hates Ralph. He hates them to the point where he wants them off the face of the earth. Meanwhile, without the threat of death, Ralph would have never stumbled upon the beach where the naval officer stood. They might have still gotten rescued, but maybe it would have been too late for Ralph. That was a good summary, and I liked your argument for that. Um, Okay, Haley, were there any interesting archetypes in this chapter? Yes. On page 168, Ralph thinks to himself about Jack. Here's that quotation. Then there was that indefinable connection between himself and Jack, who therefore would never let him alone. Never. Golding, page 168. I believe the author wrote this to further prove to the reader that Ralph and Jack are foil characters. Since they are so different from each other and always have different ideas for how things should work on the island. Adding on to that, another archetype I noticed includes the archetype of fire. The concept of fire has been brought up consistently throughout the book because that is how the boys would catch the attention of a passing ship or plane. The archetypal definition of fire is both protective and destructive, and it symbolizes human knowledge or industry. In this chapter, the fire is protective because it caught the attention of the rescuers in time before Jack and his followers got to Ralph. But it is also destructive because Jack was burning down the forest to lure Ralph out out of the forest. You analyzed those really well. Could the eclipsing stars represent anything? Um, I believe... Um, the eclipsing stars could represent something. Um, so the eclipsing stars were first mentioned on page 170, and this was interesting to me because of the scene it was mentioned in. Um, an eclipsing star, by definition, is a pair of stars revolving about their common center of mass in an orbit, whose plane passes through, or very near the Earth. I believe this might either represent Jack and Ralph, since they can never get rid of each other, or this could represent the twins, Sam and Eric, since they are sometimes seen as the same person. That makes a lot of sense. Now, do you believe that there are any biblical references in this last chapter? Um, this might be a stretch, but there's a scene where Ralph is talking to Sam and Eric about what Jack's going to do to him if they catch him. Ralph says, but I've done nothing, whispered Ralph urgently. I only wanted to keep up a fire. I believe this scene might be a reference to Jesus from the Bible, since Jesus did nothing but teach people about the Lord and was sentenced to death. Also, since everyone turned against Ralph when they had the chance to kill him, just like most people turn their back on Jesus when they watched him be crucified. Um, I know you had something along biblical references as well, Hannah. Do you care to 
tell us yours? Of course. What I noticed is when Jack sent out the savages to kill Ralph. It was kind of like Pontius Pilate from the Bible. Jesus was ordered to be killed by Pontius Pilate, just as the savages were ordered to kill Ralph by Jack. Anyway, in this stick being sharpened at both ends, do you think this represents anything? I do think it represents something. So, um, I believe it might symbolize that they want to put Ralph's head on a stick, since one end of the stick that is sharpened at both ends is put into the ground, and the other side is used to stab into the head. I also believe that the pig head on the stick from earlier was foreshadowing this idea. That idea makes a lot of sense. Now, what do you think the pig skull represents? Um, I believe the pig skull that Ralph sees earlier in this chapter might symbolize death, since a skull is used very frequently as a symbol for death. Um, skulls are also a symbol for evil and immortality, and I believe this idea of immortality is very important, since we see all the boys on the island are very afraid of death. Um, I know um, you had a separate opinion on this, Hannah. Would you care to elaborate? Yes. I believe that the pig skull represents the Lord of the Flies. Before the murder of Simon, stumbled upon a skull. Flies talked to him. I believe that the Lord of the Flies is shown through the skull. Also, when Ralph started to knock down the skull out of anger, it was as if he was defeating the idea of being savage and out of control that the Lord of the Flies suggest. Meanwhile, Page 177, what does the reader see, and what may it symbolize? On page 177, the reader sees Ralph attack two people from Jack's tribe. I believe Ralph attacking the boys may symbolize Ralph giving up his morals and turning into an animal or savage like the other boys. And I know you both had a different opinion than me on this topic. Do you guys want to share yours? Yeah, I did. Ralph sees his two allies, Sam and Eric, who joined Jack's tribe out of fear of what they were going to do to them. The murder of Piggy scared them, and they were afraid of dying. They didn't know what the savages were fully capable of, and they did not want to take that chance. Now, why do you think the Navy officer compared Ralph to a scarecrow? Well, I believe the reason that the officer compared Ralph to a scarecrow was how Ralph looked like a dead person by how horrible he looked at the time. The author also may have used the word scarecrow, since a scarecrow is also used as a symbol for death. They also carry the reminder of starvation and fear. Um, for some context, scarecrow and doll, they both have the same symbolic meaning. So if you have, like, a creepy doll in the movie, but then in, like, another movie you have a creepy scarecrow, it's kind of, like, the same as the doll. That's a really good point. I saw an interesting word in the last chapter. What was it, and how... I'm glad you asked that question. So the word innocence is used. Um, the author wrote how Ralph cried for the end of innocence. I believe this might represent how the boys will never have a normal childhood after these events and how the island forced the boys to grow up before they were ready to grow up. That's a really good point. In the last scene of The Lord of the Flies, what did you notice? Um, so this is kind of like conflicting my other point i just said but um in the last scene in the lord of the flies i noticed how ralph cries very hard um i believe this might represent ralph's end of adulthood and him being able to go back to being the child that he so badly wants to be even though like since he grew up i don't know if he'd ever be able to go back to being like that child what were the most significant on this book um, the themes I saw the most in this book were death, innocence, immortality, human nature, religion, fear, violence, the unknown, 
the future, and then etc. Um, um, Hannah, you've been talking about the theme for the past podcast. What have you noticed in this chapter? Once again, the theme of human instincts were displayed. By Jack's ways of leading, the human instincts and savage ways that were in the boys were brought out. Entering a different style of life is a very hard tradition and can definitely make one enter a different state of mind. Civilized English boys had to learn how to provide for themselves in order to survive. Jack insisted that if they want to survive, they should fear nothing, even when it comes to killing one of their own. This is presented when they were chasing ever less oceans vision for survival. I like how you explain that. Did the naval officer have to, anything to do with the author's purpose? The naval officer seemed surprised that they changed from civilized to crazy. He acted like the gateway back into civilization, into the war. Why do you think Jack wasn't mentioned in the last scene of the book? Um, I believe the reason why Jack wasn't mentioned in the last scene of the book was to show the reader that civilization finally beat savagery. This could also be a reference to the foil character archetype since Ralph won the battle. Um, we see that Jack is Ralph's foil since he's constantly hunting the pig throughout the story, and in the end, Ralph himself, when Jack should have been focusing on ways to help his fellow companions and find ways to leave the island. However, since Ralph won the battle instead of Jack, I believe he is not in the final scene of the book since Jack is no longer a foil to Ralph, since Ralph has already won. Um, I know you both had a different opinion than me. Would you guys like to share yours? Sure. Interesting point of view. I also think that Jack wasn't mentioned too much when they found just being chased to the I believe that he had the most trouble in the book. Being a boy, trying to please everyone, and trying to face the most dangerous boy, Jack. I believe that this scene was focused on Ralph to en- emphasize his sense of relief. Relief that he stumbled upon help before he was killed. Relief that he would not have to worry about surviving alone anymore. Relief that he doesn't have to be affiliated with Jack anymore. Relief that through it all, he is still alive. I agree with what Hannah said because maybe the author want, wanted to focus on Ralph because also, as Hannah said, he faced the most hardships throughout the book. In the end, he was finally saved from the savagery that took place on the island, and hopefully he can try to forget what happened on the island with time. Um, those are very good point of views. Um, I think it's cool how we had different point of views a lot more in this chapter in these chapters than like the last podcast episode i think it's fun when everyone can display their own ideas um so um i have a four questions um for just since we finished up the book to talk about so um first of all what would you guys rate this book out of five stars i would rate this book like a three and a half or three stars because i really like the imagery as you can go into deep like, you can find the deeper meaning through everything, but the imagery kind of was slow, so it's kind of hard to read and find the deeper meaning. I would rate this three stars because although the book was good and it had, like, it had a really good plot, it just, it wasn't the book for me. Um, what about, what do you think, Catherine? Um, I'd also probably give it three and a half stars. Like, it was a good book, but I'm not really, like, I don't really like dystopian fiction that much. (laughs) 
Um, I also just kind of like the book just made me feel like sad because it's like, oh, wow, this is just really disappointing. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, now, um, what were your favorite characters in this book and why? Piggy, because always willing to help people. Solution. I can relate to him a lot as he just wanted the best for everyone. Yeah, Piggy was a good character, but I I liked Simon the best because he was the most unproblematic in the book. And while everyone else was just savage, he was the only one who really kept his cool. And yeah. Yeah, Simon was my favorite too. Um, I liked how nice he was. I just thought like it was great how he never really like lost his morals. Um, I also really liked the biblical references that were always used for Simon. Um, one thing I also found interesting about like Simon is how he was like um, compared to Jesus a lot. Because usually, like when you read a book, it's usually like the main character being like compared to Jesus. So I thought it was interesting that it was a side character for this one. Um, now, um, why did you both like this book? I like this book because it had a good plot. Like, you weren't expecting what was going to happen. Like, you never knew what was going to happen next. Like, it was always a surprise. So I like that about that book. I agree. And I also like how the author very straight to the point. Like, allowed to die there and how they think oh yeah that's a good point um i think i liked the way the characters were described in this book um one thing that i didn't really like about the book was um how um i totally forgot what i was gonna say oh i just didn't really like how at the end of the book there wasn't really like a big climax scene like yeah he was being chased but he never really got confronted by the boys so it's kind of just like unsatisfying <laughs> that makes any sense <laughs> um so did you guys find anything interesting about like the book yes i thought it was interesting how the author kind of killed off characters so easily because they would be alive like one chapter then like all of a sudden, they would just die out of, like, the savageness from the other people. And it was surprising because some of them were pretty important characters, in my opinion. And it was just, like, caught me off guard. That was, like, that's a good point because it was funny. Like, if you read, like, the pages too fast, you'd sometimes have to, like, reread them to make sure, like, <laughs> you didn't miss, like, a character's death. Yeah. I also found it interesting. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, um, I found it interesting how in this book we saw, like, um, friends to enemies rather than, like, enemies to friends. Like, usually you kind of see it, like, the other way around, in my mm -hmm. opinion. So I just thought that was fun and, like, a different plot twist. Yeah. Sorry, for, I finally remembered. Um, I think it's interesting how the author also tied in animal instincts to the book. Kind of like how 
we evolved. It's like we took like 2000 years to evolve and like we're finally here and we still have that passion to when we were first living as homo sapiens. So I think it was how he kind of brought out in us and how we can be crazy at times. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah. Um, too bad for this week. We have no more time. So, um, um, we'd like to say a quick thank you to our sponsors, Fernseeds and the Double Ended Sharpener, who are sponsoring this episode of Word of the Flies. We would also like to thank you, the listener at home. This podcast wouldn't be possible without your contributions. Thank you. Thank you for following us on our podcast journey. We had a lot of fun talking about this book together, and though I am sad to see it end, I am excited to see what we do next. I'd like to thank my fellow co-hosts for making this experience very enjoyable and for always being supportive. And now, sadly, for the last time, this is goodbye.